Welcome to Absolute Comics, right here at the Comic Story and Podcast Network. Every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern, I sit here with Sal from Comic Pop. I'm Benny from Comic Storian, and we talk about the latest and greatest news in the world of comic books and the latest things that we've read. Today, we're joined by a special guest, the man of the hour, the guy who edits every one of these episodes, the other podcasts, every other D&D show we, we work on, and he owns your favorite hot dog stand over in Austin, Texas. Is that true? <laughs> Do you own a hot dog stand? No, and I don't live in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan! Welcome Hello. to the show, Dylan. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I feel like, yeah, that's an, that's an appropriate intro to me. I don't... I don't make anything on my channel anymore. It's dead. <laughs> it's dead. Right? I was, I was letting <laughs> you decide what to do. I saw your tweet. You're like, that video I've been working on for four months that has Owen's Light Comics in it. It'll yeah. eventually come out. It's about uh, Miles Morales and the return of the Ultimate Universe and how um, messy that's been thanks to Bendis and other things. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. We're going to talk about that for a moment because we're covering that Miles okay. story, you and I, Dylan, yes. on the channel. Which yes. is hilarious because I just did two more issues of it, sent that over to Dylan, and his reaction was, I haven't even read this far yet. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so here's the thing. I wrote the video three months ago, <laughs> so issues were still coming out. Um, thankfully, kind of the, the, you know, the if I wanted to do the video when the whole thing was wrapped up, I would have to make it next year when... Um, Solid in a Med is like finally done with it, right. but oh yeah, it's, His whole, it's to a I, point I, now where I can make the video. I said that at the end of that video, like because I we're trying to do full arcs now, but like all twenty issues is yeah. the arc, the mm -hmm. assessor, the ultimatum guy, the Green Goblin, right. all of that's been going on since like issue seven now, I think. Because mm -hmm. issue the and first six also, was just the Rhino thing, and then it was like now we're into assessor. It's also with with the because the the video like is is it. It's linchpin is the Miles stuff that's happening and how all the how the, all the Spider-Man two stuff like threw that for a loop post Secret Wars. Yeah. But also I talk about the Maker and the Venom stuff that's been going on and that all is like a whole other thing yep. that seems like Ahmed and Kate's are talking to each other. But no, it doesn't. Probably that's my not with that. knowing Marvel. <laughs> I have so, a weird feeling that what's the pronunciation for the guy's name who does Miles since you seem to have it actually. Solidin Ahmed is what I've always said. Solidin, okay. He seems to have one idea for what he wants to do with this Ultimate Universe thing, mm -hmm. but then Donny Cates has his idea for what he wants to do with this Ultimate Universe thing in the right. Maker. And so far, they don't seem to be mixing at all. No. Like <laughs> early on, early on, it was possible because they were being really vague about exactly. it. But it looks like, and I, I, I hope this is the direction they go. I hope Miles's whole Ultimate Universe thing is just about him. Uh, getting his memories back and him, um, you know, the personal effects that would come with that, him realizing the trauma that happened in this other universe is still a thing right. and exploring right. that. Whereas the Venom stuff is going to be like physically going back to the ultimate universe and <laughs> the maker toying with that, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, I would agree with you, except now ultimatum's like, no man, we're going to like totally go back there right. and figure this out, put you all back. Cause I agree early on. It could have very vaguely been, okay. He's going to remember everything and mm -hmm. characters are going to come to our side, but the maker's going to go there and we're going to see the aftermath of the secret wars. And that right. would have been a cool idea, but now it looks like ultimatum wants to send them all back. Ultimatum has commented how he's gone back there. Like, yeah, I just, I go over there and hang out. <laughs> I don't think he's done that. I think he said, I think he, said he was stealing stuff from it. He stole stuff from it at the end of Spider-Man 2. He, the stuff that he stole was all of the ultimate gear that he uses oh, okay, okay. for I ultimate. I don't see, think I, he's gone back since then. Okay. Cause I took that as he, uh, he's been going back. Like he has like a doorway. And like Mysterio. Yeah. Right. Well, he did that once, and then the whole thing was blown open. It's a whole mess. I'm glad my sort of the, sort of, since this I don't know when this video is going to come out. My thesis of this video is that Saldan Ahmed took the horrible continuity mess that um, Bendis left with Spider-Man Two when he he basically said that Miles remembered everything about the Ultimate Universe. Yep. He took that and was like, "Hey." That sucked, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make it into something cool by having Miles. Yes, he didn't remember anything, but now he's starting to. Right. And and I'm going to turn you know this what? stupid 616 Miles character into something cool. Okay, you know what? This is an, actually, you've created an amazing segue for one of our topics today. Ooh, Unintentionally. Because what does this sound like? 
super hyped up book like Spider-Man mm. 2 comes out, <laughs> does stupid ideas with, with the general concept, still loved by many fans, and now there's a sequel technically happening in the Miles Morales comic book to clean it up. What does that sound like, Sal? Uh, retcons? No, Three Jokers. They're doing that with oh, Three, three Jokers. Three Jokers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, <laughs> Bleeding Cool broke the story this morning, and it was this morning, so... At the time of, of talking, DC has made no comments. Bleeding Cool has not followed up. It's just a Bleeding Cool thing, which could be very easily a rumor. Uh-huh. But supposedly, Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic are coming back to do a single-issue sequel to Three <laughs> Jokers for the Omniverse. And it's going to also tie the Doomsday Clock stuff yeah, in. No effing way. For the Omniv- <laughs> what? DC Omniverse you know, is just what's coming after Future State, which is like a, yeah. a single-issue oh. DC Universe Rebirth-esque book that's going to say like uh, this is the new continuity now and the new continuity suggesting that like basically the, everything's it, continuity everything happened that like it's kind mm. of marvelizing dc where it's like you know detective comics 27 happened in batman's beginning yep. and it, it all happened and it's just like yeah batman went to space and how a bat might at some point yeah batman had a friggin had a dog that fought crime with him sometimes like yeah dick grayson was robin for a long time like yeah it all happened like it all happened. Do you think that this is DC trying to just canonize everything, or is this because fans won't shut up about where does this fit in? I think it's because like, I think it's DC not wanting to have to answer that question anymore because they don't want to be a comic book publisher anymore, and they're kind of like, <laughs> like this was a, these are questions for Didio, and he's fired. So I don't want to answer those dumbass Didio questions anymore. So instead, we're going to change the universe, and we'll have Company Man Scott Snyder just manipulate his little like parody event into being a continuity justification for what we're doing back behind the scenes like we're throwing away continuity make that matter and uh and snyder being like stories what matters it's all about story and like history and it all happened is that good and like who gives a shit (laughs) just put it out like, that's why it's, they invented that guy, that Watcher guy, who was like, oh, let me just bring back Metron. Hey, Metron, I'm a new reader at DC. Where do I start? Metron's like, oh, you can start <laughs> anywhere, new Watcher character. You could do anything. <laughs> Dylan, I well, guess, I th- yeah, I because think- you said you haven't read comics in, like, three months, there's this horrible tie-in for Death Metal where, like, they literally introduce yet another cosmic character who's from a race of cosmic characters oh, yeah. who chronicle the universe. They're called Chroniclers, and he, he shows up, <laughs> and he's like... He's not wrong. And he's like, I'm from the Omniverse, and I see universes and stuff, but I've never seen one as engaging or colorful or cyclical as this one. Can someone explain to me what's up with this? And so he pulls the the skull of Metron out of the dirt from the moon, (laughs) and he brings him back to life. And he's like, Metron, (laughs) explain to me what DC continuity is. And Metron's like, oh, it's kind of complicated, but what matters is that all (laughs) these characters are fun and interesting, and you got lots of great stories out of it. So, like, who cares about continuity? And the Chronicles Doesn't like, Doesn't he meet up with Tempest Fugonaut too at one point? Yeah, that, that, that's Tempest Fugonaut of his race of Yeah, Fugonauts. that's who I thought you were talking about. No, that's <laughs> so funny is that like, we already had a guy like that called Tempest Fugonaut. Oh and then it's God. like, no, yet another guy. Like, I can't You know what the best guy. part about Tempest Fugonaut and about uh, Scott Snyder is? Tempest Fugonaut is a part of Scott Snyder's Dark Multiverse. <laughs> and then Scott Snyder right. created this other right. Dark Multiverse Chronicler. Yeah. Or, oh, like, no. or like no one talked on that one? No, that what's great is Tynan invented the Chronicler. Snyder didn't even write that issue. So like, <laughs> oh. so yeah, no, uh, and and don't blame don't blame Snyder for Tempest Fugonaut. I believe that was a Didio creation. Uh, mm. but yeah, Tempest that Fugonaut was just supposed to be. He was going to be this like this fun character that goes across the dark multiverse and collects characters for the Dark Crisis, and then like, right. uh, which where's that at? Oh, where's, where? Everyone's telling that's dead now. Every time I talk about the Dark Crisis that Tempest Fugonaut was working towards, everyone's like, "That's Death Metal," and I'm like, "No, it's not. No. They're working on two crises. <laughs> one was Dark Crisis, one was Death Metal, and now there's but, no crisis except for Death Metal. If, here's the if, here's the worst. Here's the worst part metal, of, if Death Metal is Dark Crisis, then where is like evil Lois Lane? And, where is Eradicator Lois Lane? Here's the worst part about Tempest Fugonauts. Here's the worst part about Tempest Fugonauts: the Dark Multiverse journey. Yeah. Okay. He was obviously building to a Dark Crisis, <laughs> and the DC said, "Wow, these crazy <laughs> evil-looking what-if storylines are selling really well. Let's just do more of those." Because yep. if you read mm-hmm. the Hush issue, which there's no reason for Tempest Fugonauts to be there. Yep. 
He's just like, yeah, what's going on over here now? Oh, my God. Uh, crisis? I don't know what you're talking about. I can't but believe look, look. they used him it's in that. Because, like, all the other dark... <laughs> Did you not read it? Did you not read Hush? No, he said he's not. No, I haven't read it. You haven't read it? Well, don't, because it's dumb. But No, like, no, you. I thought, I thought you said Oh, no, I read it. I, I bought it. Okay. I have a physical copy of it, unfortunately. But like, <laughs> And I'm like, this is... It, by the way, I, I, I'm, it's hyperbole. I, it's hyperbole. I, I actually kind of enjoy it. I was like, this is kind of fun. But like, who cares? The, the general idea is there, but he doesn't mention building a team for the crisis anymore. No, but he is there. <laughs> and I, I, first the page, I was like, "Oh my god, you're still using Tempest Fugonot?" <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because at the end of the day, that's no who he way. is. Like, Tempest Fugonot is the watcher for their what if books, yeah. right. where he's like, "Oh man, I watch the universes, but what about this?" Like Tempest Fugonot, mm -hmm. same deal. Oh man. I bet this won't end well because it's the dark multiverse. It can't. So like, but like, I liked the idea, like the fun idea of Tempest Fugonaut being like, I'm collecting action figures for an event in the worst place ever. <laughs> Could anyone possibly be a hero in a place where you're literally predisposed to not being a hero? Let's find out. And like each issue, he's like, nope, not here. Nope, not this one. <laughs> and then in, in Hush is like, anyway, uh, here's a neat story. <laughs> like, how about this? I'm the crypt keeper now. Like <laughs> okay, the worst part about the Hush storyline though is it has like zero to do with Hush or Batman. It's it's just like, like what even what even is this like the, 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 so Dylan, let me explain to you the Batman Hush storyline real quick. Okay, because sure. you don't need to read it. You don't need to read no. it. Here's the what if on that on. one. <laughs> what if Bruce Wayne died just way before Hush even happened? Oh, <laughs> like, well, I was gonna say like during Hush. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not during Hush. Long before Hush, before he was Batman. He just died. And what? Thomas Elliott became mayor of Gotham. No, he didn't die. He was sad. And he gets like, he goes, he goes reclusive. <laughs> like he retreats into himself. What if, what if the murder, the idea is what if the Elliots and the Waynes were like such good friends that all of them were in the alley that night, but the Waynes still die in front of Bruce. Like there's virtually right. no change except like hmm. because Bruce had like a half, like, like a kind of surrogate brother. He gets more sad and more reclusive and never goes on the no, pilgrimage. No, he's dead. No. He was on the autopsy table. No, with Jack Napier cutting into him. But then, yeah, but at the end, they're like, no, he faked it, and he was actually like, bat, like Bruce Wayne becomes a hush esque bat character who is he, yeah. does, he doesn't go on the pilgrimage to like learn like he did last time. Instead, he was like locked up in Arkham because he became like you know he just got locked into his own head because no. of the trauma. And learns all like the crazy Batman esque stuff from the fanatical lunatics that exist in Arkham Asylum. So it's like Hush right. in that instead of him fighting all the but, Arkham villains, the Arkham villains all inform his experiences and knowledge so that he is trained and capable of being something else and not Batman, but still looks exactly like Batman and does right. Batman esque but, but, things. And it's like He faked his death though. Thomas Ellie didn't know he was alive that whole time. He I thought no, because it no well it's it's that he's in Arkham. You're right. He, and he learns from the Arkham people. He gets the call that like Bruce is dead. He he goes there. This is how convoluted it is, Dylan. It, it's only like forty pages. Like it's so stupid. I checked out like two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> the point is nothing. The point is Tempest it's Huguenot true. is still being used in these dark multiverse books, which I'm which I'm like, yay. You know what, DC? Do that Dark Crisis. Get those action yeah. figures out yeah. there. I still posit, like, the fact that, like, all those awful Dark Multiverse tie-ins are still coming out. I was like, that means you have absolutely every opportunity for there to be a scene where Tempest Huguenot kicks in the door, has all of his Dark Multiverse characters show up. What's and he's up? like, what up? Let's do this. And then the <laughs> Darkest Knight is like, blah, and just kills Tempest Fugonaut, and the other characters just leave. And it's just one page. Why Capullo? I think it'd be hilarious. It's just, to it would, it would, and it would encapsulate everything that Didio is building towards, which is to say, it's a big wasted opportunity that is a joke at the end. Like, that's Hold what they on. should do. Did, did you see the next time, though? They're doing another issue, and it says it to be the next time. What? Blash point. How does that oh, even make sense? Oh, yeah. So, so now in a dark, dark multiverse. Point. Oh, in a dark multiverse version of of Flashpoint, they're gonna alter timelines no. and multiverses. Oh, no, Dude, they <laughs> not did, necessarily. No, they did Infinite Crisis Dark Multiverse, so there's an That's infinite. True, like, they did do that. What? Like, is there a multi? So, so do they rebuild the? Is there a dark multiverse anti monitor? How does that even work? What? Wait, wait, wait! Did the did the dark multiverse build another dark multiverse? Which builds, is it like an infinite loop but, of dark? Just but like they don't Flash even know they're in the dark multiverse. Like they're just, they just think they're Blue Beetle because and Batman and stuff. Like 
because they're in the dark multiverse times 10. They're like 10 dark multiverses deep into the dark multiverse. Right. I, it's just it's like dark you, multiverses all the way down. Like you can't do crises in the dark multiverse. Death metal slash dark knights metal was the crisis of the dark multiverse because the right. dark multiverse ultimately in, in in its own conceit shouldn't exist. And Tempest Fugonaut's whole thing is like, this shouldn't exist, but isn't it wacky? And it's like, <laughs> no, but, and like, what's funny is, you know, we're talking about, we talked about the DC Omniverse and how it's like, oh, it's all happened. But like, then there's this silly ass dark multiverse. Uh, I don't know. It's just amazing. Um, if we, if the problem is when we start to pick it apart, it's like a blooming onion. Yeah. Where you're just like, there's oh, no way. Oh, 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 and there's a sauce in the middle. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, it really is just like, because the dark, the tales in the dark multiverse is just DC's what if. And if you, if, if yeah. you wanted to just do DC's what if, that's cool. But like the dark multiverse angle means a, it takes place in the dark multiverse. B, it has a numerical designation, which is. By the way, delineated by a negative sign behind the number. And I don't think the numbers correspond with the number of, of Earths that they are in the regular multiverse. So it's not like Earth 3 in the regular multiverse is Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Earth negative 3. So whatever. But you have the Tales of the Dark Multiverse what-if books, which all, by the virtue of their existence, have to end badly. Because that's literally every story right. in the Dark Multiverse. That's a whole it's restrictive. Conceit. So there's no, there's no, there's no payoff and there's no, like... Like there's no tension because you know how it's going to end at the end, and mm -hmm. like and it shouldn't exist. Like a dragon's supposed to destroy it and use its energy to make better Earths or some nonsense. So it's like, what are you doing? Like just make what if. Like don't put it in the dark multiverse. Yeah. Except if they did that, you're giving locations for people for eventually Rip Hunter to grab a team and go through the dark multiverse. I mean, like that's a, at least that's a book. I mean, like, and, and by the way. Regular universe, what if those are called Elseworlds? And right, that's those what I was are just say. those just books. Like those are just books mm -hmm. you should make. And it's like well, that's yeah. the see Sal. If you call them Elseworlds, then you can't have Rip Hunter go in and grab sure them. Sure you for can. The what are you talking store? about? Look at you remember that full page splash from Dark Knight's Metal where Gotham by Gaslight, Batman, Dark Knight Returns, Batman, and Vampire oh Batman and Batmankoff <laughs> all show up. Yeah, they, they get into the multiversal music machine from multiversity. Like, so yes, you can go into the Elseworlds like worlds. Where's Where's the Emerald Knight, Batman? Like, the, there's all kinds of opportunities for that. But do that. Don't waste your time with this dark multiverse nonsense where it it, so, can't, it can't end well. Yeah. So we haven't had a good Sal rant in a while. But like poor, poor Dilla, poor Dilla is just like. Sorry. Cool, dark multiverse. <laughs> they need to, you know they what they need to do? They need to bring back um, the imaginary stories imprint mm. from like the 40s or right. whatever. Yeah, with Batman <laughs> 2 and Robin 2. Like where it's, yeah. where Batman marries Batwoman or whatever and they like, and characters die That's on real what moons. if. Yeah. Where it's like, it's so bizarre that no, that not only you, you can't, can't get those characters, you can't confuse it, and no one wants to go back there to grab <laughs> characters for a right. new story. Except you know who does, like Grant Morrison, Scott Snyder, and any, and, and all their protégés. They're like, <laughs> That's Ooh. true. Remember this? <laughs> right? No, no one remembers that. <laughs> I didn't read it yet, but did you see Grant Morrison's cover to his latest Green Lantern? It looks like, like classic Green Lantern. Okay. Like no. just because you're talking about Grant Morrison deep, deep diving into, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, I remember this. Do you? No, man. <laughs> no, I don't. Your, enjoy your participation trophy. The rest of us I, are trying I, to read these stories now. I know. It's honestly, like, at this point with the Grant Morrison Green Letter, I feel like that's what most of it is. It's like, do you remember Dark Stars? Oh, mm. you're not as good. You're not as cool as a comic <laughs> fan as I am. That was in the '90s, man. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever I read anything by Dan Slott. I'm like, great, you've read every comic that's ever existed. I haven't, so I don't care about Bethany Cave, but, oh, like, yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> well, dude, with, with, with Dan Slott, I feel bad, because it's like, yeah, no, man, I know you read those, and I know you were writing books in the 90s, but, like, mm -hmm. maybe you should have reread them, because there's some inconsistencies, <laughs> and if you're going to make that deep right. cut, at least make it right. I just feel like the the buck stops with him including the character. Yeah, at, and it's like this. I've done like this. Well, is, welcome to Bendis' style of writing. 
Did you guys All know right. that there's a fourth Superboy? I'm going to put him in. <laughs> Dude, yes. I went on the wiki. Check this shit out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to read the citations, man. You can't just use the character. You have to know where they came from last. <laughs> yeah. Never. All right, so I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name Tim Drake Drake. Cause that'll that'll be great. It's a callback to his last name. Now you're just what? You're, you're not, I don't even know where you're deep diving anymore. <laughs> yeah. I no. honestly feel like that's where ninety percent of like small comic book like continuity errors come in. Is is the writer will be writing a book like the one that springs to mind to me because of course is uh, Nick Spencer when he threw Spider Woman into Amazing Spider Man recently. Yep. He was just like, yeah, sh uh, I've never read a comic book where Spider-Woman and Anya Corazon talk, so they must <laughs> not know each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they have quite a history. Um, and the last time we've seen them together, Jess was training her, and she makes a joke about how they've never met. And I'm like, that's just wrong. And I feel like <laughs> it's just, yeah, he went to the wiki and was like, no, I don't see Jessica Drew on this page. Uh -huh. So they must have <laughs> never talked. <laughs> It's I don't, I don't know we're in, a, we're in a weird tangent but this is a fun one of just the inconsistencies that we yeah, find. We have topics. <laughs> Eventually we'll get to those. You know what? Let's go ahead talk about inconsistencies. Let's talk about goddamn X Men. Okay, so I've been on a journey recently yeah. to catch up on the X Men. Uh, Sal, so I've gone through X Men, right? I've yeah. gone through X Force. Yep. I discovered there's a book called X Factor. Why? Did, okay, it's more recent, my, by the way. But yes, great yeah. book. Love X Factor. X Factor's garbage. Anyway, no, love it X Factor. No, it's no. The, like the, it's got female Banshee. Why? Like just put Banshee. I don't know who any of those characters are. I know, I know his kid. I know no, it's his kid. I know Sal. But that. The, speaking of deep cuts. To, hey, chat. Did you know that Banshee, the guy that showed up for like one episode of the animated series way back in like the nineties, <laughs> he had a kid at some point, probably in the two thousands, under like Claremont. And oh, why? By the way, she wears the same outfit. So, so basically, it just looks like Banshee with long hair and boobs. So, <laughs> look this up. Are you talking about Siren? Are you talking about uh, Banshee? Like, w w w hang on a second. It, we'll it's Banshee's sure kid. I... It's wearing Banshee's outfit. Oh. <laughs> All right. I want to make sure I'm I'm talking about the same X Factor too, because I could I honestly could You're be talking, talking about, the about new, a different there's, there's book. There's a new X Factor book that's like part of the Hickman yeah. Initiative. Yeah. Leah Williams is writing it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love this book. This and book's it's, great. It's just a bunch of idiot kids. Okay. So first off, that's first off, let's talk about... That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, so I, I've gone through Wolverine. One... Okay, first off, I've started X of Swords and four issues into X of Swords now, okay? Yeah. It's first a, it's off, can you explain to me... Ten. I've, re I've, I've realized a problem... Huh? <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad, bad, ten, ten of Swords. Ten of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> ten. So first off, first off, my big problem at the moment, I've realized one of my issues with, with this, this run. Yeah. Every X-Man... Talks like they're goddamn out of like a Shakespearean novel. Like, when did when did they all become articulated masters of the English language? Like, uh, I'm re I'm reading through X of Swords and the debate at the council. Which, uh -huh. by the way, I got I got some thoughts on that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's talking like they're Can't a royal king or queen from like the 1800s. Uh huh. Uh, hark thee, Charles Xavier. Hark. Uh, we need that. to have a discussion. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. These people are not meant to be. Uh, they, they just they they think they can't die, and they have their own island right. that talks to them. Like right, they're they're going nuts. Verily, Sal, I, I wholeheartedly agree with your decision to use Krakoa and this giant massive island and have it. We have these great, wonderful discussions, yeah, my dear about, friend. If you're, if you're but, talking about the, the 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 German who learned English, who's a who's a priest, or the no, no, or the everyone, god named Storm. Everyone, everyone talks like they're Emma freaking Frost like. Talks like that. Magneto talks like that. Xavier Wolverine talks like, talks like, 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 like they that. They talk like that. Wolverine doesn't talk like that. He's just he does. No. Read the beginning of his chapter of Extra Swords. Which, by the way, I found hilarious because it's like we have like these couple of issues of just goddamn taking forever setup. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a whole issue of the council meeting. There's a whole issue of the failure in other world. Mm -hmm. Like, all of this could be so content. Everyone is just rambling and talking, and we have discount freaking Emma Frost running the whole thing. I know it's something something nine. That's but Opal like, Luna Saturnine, and she's a real uh, character. That's oh, a good her. deep cut. Like that's she, a real she is cut. A, it's a, but speaking of deep cuts, she's a discount Emma Frost. She has a white outfit. She's a blonde-haired girl. She has psychic abilities. What I the fuck? 
<laughs> I thought she was Emma Frost until I watched the back issues on <laughs> on, on that yeah. book. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, no. that wasn't Emma Frost. No, she looks like Emma Frost. She's an other. She's a. She's an extra dimensional version of one of them. Like she's there's multiple Luna Sandernines. This one's like from Otherworld, and she's super powerful and she could do anything. And there's actually like a six sixteen <laughs> equivalent, but it's not Emma Frost. Like it's just I, th- I think she's what a gorgeous me white there, no. person who has blonde hair and has and and, and has an affinity for floofy outfits. She looks like, just like Emma Frost. <laughs> anyway. Supposed to look like Emma Frost. It's it's an it's a design decision based on her origins when she was draw, she was brought up. Listen, Ten of Swords is the event between the big thing. I understand a lot it's of people's infinity. complaints with Ten of Swords because for them they're like, um, you set up this big thing. I saw the future. We got phalanxes and apocalypses and Moira lives, and then you did this this thing that doesn't relate to any, it doesn't correlate. Moira's not in a Ten of Swords. It has nothing to do with the point right. of where House of X and Powers of Ten. Oh, no, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a tournament arc. It's a tournament arc in your favorite anime. That's what it is to me. It is Infinity during Hickman's Fantastic right. Four and Avengers run. Did you like Infinity? Yeah. I did. Then yeah. there you go. No, so anyway, let me go. You're, you're, so Not it's the Thanos X-Men equivalent Betty. of the Avengers I, Infinity the fact story. That, the <laughs> fact that this thing is 22 issues, it, it, they Infinity just drag everything out. So here's my problem. I, okay, for, I want to preface this just like just like everybody does. You know, I'm not trying to offend, but no. Anyway, <laughs> sure. I want to preface this with though. I I am enjoying this. Yeah, but I, I it, the fandom I think is what irrit- is irritating about X Men because everyone's like X Men's greatest thing ever. Hick was writing this genius thing. The writing in this looks like a 16-year-old kid took a class and wrote a fan fiction. It's like some kid sits down and goes, look how smart I can be. I can use full sentences, and I'm going to have them have a council meeting. <laughs> it's going to be so intelligent. All of you knaves won't understand what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. It's so asinine and pretentious and stupid at times. Like, why? <laughs> As someone who hasn't read the book, which like this could mean nothing, I feel like that might be the point. But I, I haven't read the book, so I don't I, know. Maybe, maybe that is the point. Like, there is a, that, that, that X Factor issue is an entire issue of them all being in shock that they can die. It's yes. an entire issue. But no, no. It's they not just set it up. Like, they just set up that right. they can't die, and then they're like, yo, if you go to, if you go to Oops, other worlds, which is where, okay, really quick, really quick. Ten of Swords is this. There's another realm over there. It's full of monsters that want to come over here. They have to go through this other place called Otherworld to get to here. Here, where we are. Right. uh, On Krakoa. Uh, The person in charge of Otherworld is this super powerful character called Saturnine. Because she can do anything, and she doesn't want, like, her area getting messed up, and the X-Men show up, and they think they're gods and can do whatever they want, they kick in the door, and she's like, uh, neither of you can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I want. Right. You both have to fight each other, and whoever gets to, whoever wins gets to go over there and, like, not, like, and wreck everything or not. But either way, no one's wrecking my area. And they're like, okay, fine. So that's the, and that's the event. The event is going to be these two fighting. That's it. Like, that's what yeah. a tennis sword is. And they're is. building up to it. They, like, yeah. they have three days. And they'll get their swords. At Wolverine's off getting Ma- Maramasum. Yeah. We got random people showing up out of nowhere. They're like, oh, these people are going to help too. But I just, I think what irritates me, Sal, is the exact response that I got in the chat a few times. They're like, Benny's not smart enough to get it. No, I am. It's not as smart as you think it is. Yeah. That, that is what I think bothers me. You got, you got idiots. Idiots! Clip this shit. Right. Idiots! Like comics explained, sitting there like, I read the Shots. fucking wiki. Look how smart I am because I get X Men. Nah, idiots! <laughs> I mean, so I think that. Love you, Rob. <laughs> I, I think that uh, it's it's taking it, it, you know Hickman. Hickman gets to do whatever the hell he wants, right? Like because and not because right. I'm giving him allowances. It's because Marvel's giving him allowances. He's like, oh yeah. I want to do I, I want to do a one to one of my run on the last thing, but with X Men. So I'm gonna have a big crazy event that has nothing to do with where I'm going and what I'm doing in the middle. And I think that's cool, objectively speaking, because the event is cool. I actually like this event, Sal. Right. I like. I, I am liking. Ten of swords. Right. What I'm finding but hilarious it about shorter. it. Oh, not even. Yes, I, there's a lot like, of unnecessary shit in here, right. which to me just comes across as pretentious. Right. I love Grant Morrison, but it's like reading a goddamn Grant Morrison run, and you're sitting there going, 
why do people think this is so intelligent? Right. Like, <laughs> right. like <laughs> what is this deep cut we're doing in a multiversal? He wrote Chibi Robots. Chibi Robots. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I, I think that Hickman, listen, I, I found Hawks and Pox to be almost impenetrable myself. Uh, because I don't care about, like, alternate futures. Like, when they were like, oh, man, look at what the future's going to happen with the gardens and crap. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's not, it's not relevant to me. And it's like, I, yeah, but it, it, it's, it, it's kind of fun because it's like, it, it's a mystery. And for a lot of people, you know, mysteries are fun to unravel. And Hickman is very deliberate in his, like, telegraphing. This is a mystery. And, and it's not one of those mysteries where at the end, you find out that I've been deliberately withholding information from you. It's not a Sherlock Holmes mystery where it's like, oh, right. I bet you didn't know this. It's the number 23. Like, no, it, it's he like the fact that there's a bunch of like allusions to tennis swords within Hawks and Pox. It's kind of like, oh, cool. Like you're you were setting this up a while ago. Like, yeah, you, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a hack who's just wasting our time being like, right. oh, man, I I. I, I put this Wolverine stabbed Saturnine. What am I going to do now? I don't know. Uh, like Kenny he, has a great example, like a Venom Leviathan, where everyone's like, it's the smartest thing ever. Who's the, who's the mystery character? Guy we've never heard of or seen once. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's seen how him. that ended? Did that's you, how that ended. No, you did. You it was read, a deep cut. Yeah, did you it read was a deep cut. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I dropped that, that after issue one. I was like, I don't want to. It this is ended going up somewhere. being no one, no one that was implied, and it was some random guy from the eighties. Yeah, no, no I, one's heard I, of. Yeah, I read the first issue and was like, ugh, and then waited for it to be yeah. all over. Read it all and was like, thank God, I did not read this to month to month. Like, uh, yeah. I mean. I I'm, I'm I am enjoying Exosaurus, and I will say I do backpedal on what I said originally, where I just didn't enjoy the Hickman stuff, and I didn't want to be a part of it because I don't like the X Men stuff. I am enjoying yeah. what he's doing. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I am I even enjoyed all the over the. I I just the, I think what irritates me is it's just the overall fandom reaction of like. You have to like it, or you just don't get it. Right, right. And, and I think yeah. I think that's what bothers me because I'm like, I 100% get it. Right. I 100% get what he's doing. That doesn't make 22 issues needed. Just I because, think, I mean, just because you can have Apocalypse spend an entire issue building up a mythology that we will maybe reference later. Yeah. Doesn't make it this genius piece of work. Right. Also. They also redid 12 and 14. It's the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the, um, the, most, the, the, the best comparison that you could make to Ten of Swords is Infinity for a lot of reasons. Right. I, I think the, the biggest two are just, like, if you look back at Infinity, if you read Hickman's Avengers from start to finish and you yep. read through Infinity, you're like, that was fun. Um, like compare Infinity, which was his like midway event, to Secret Wars. Oh yeah, and you're like, huh? <laughs> like yeah, everything yeah. is being yeah, set up to that. Well, and, right. Yeah, well, because Infinity, you're like, I what? Like, <laughs> like Infinity. So like, it was a thing that happened. It's a and thing I'm that sure happened. If, and and, and, if and, you were reading it while it was happening, it was you were probably crazy. same thing. Like, what is going on? Twenty issues yeah. of this? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was Get like that when Infinity came out. I, I was like, who that, gives a shit? Like, yeah. halfway through, except the, except when things were baller. Like, oh my god, did you see Thor kill that dude? Whoa! <laughs> like, and yeah, you know what? Totally earned, because those guys were pain in the ass, erudite douche nozzles, and it's like, right. yeah, <laughs> Thor really put them in their place. Awesome! Avengers Worlds, cool! Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, Thanos shows up on Earth, and he's like, I'm in the movies, and then, like, Captain Marvel punches him in the face, and you're like, yeah. oh... That was, the, uh, why is he on the I think, cover? I think what I think what the X Men run right now, what this is really showing me, okay, is the comic book fandom confuses high uh, fantasy. What's it called? Uh, not not even high fantasy. Uh, they confuse high. What's the word? Um, big, real Language? big think pieces, real big thought pieces, like smart. a lot of like. Well, like a lot of the indie books, a lot of uh, highbrow. That's it. A lot of highbrow, a lot of indie books. They confuse what is considered like a high, high thought process, a high brain, big like concept that you'll see in the indie world and you'll see in the indie stuff like that. They consume they high quality, high concept. There you go. They could they consider high. They they think high concept is high intelligence. Right. They they think the idea of taking the X Men and making them do a tournament arc is high intelligence. They think deep diving thirty years of X Men characters like Saturn Nine. 
and Banshee's kid and you know all these random X-Men that you haven't heard of in 20 years is a super intelligent way to do the book. It's a good book. It's a good story, but it's not super intelligent because you write them talking weird. Right. Which which is or because it takes five issues to get to the point. Right. And it's I think that's with, uh, what bothers me. <laughs> it's the same with with comic fans and a lot of just like general like, you know, fans of media that are like comic books. If they see something like, oh, Captain America showed up and punched him. Oh, then suddenly it's like the best book in the world, even mm-hmm. even if like nothing else happens. Like right. if yeah. if their favorite character pops up and just shows up for a split second that's a mark of quality, even though it's not. I, I've, just, it's I've just, just seen so many people that are like, oh, it took 10 issues to get to the point of Hickman's run. Right. That is so intelligent. No, I, I, no, no. I've, heard, I've heard the inverse. No, it's not inherently like, intelligent because Graham Morrison took 12 issues to get the Dark Stars. Right. But does that make it by default a high concept right. intelligent run? And I, I've heard people <laughs> saying the, in, the, the opposite of that where people are like, it took 10 issues to get to the point and it's like, the point is the journey and the story. Like, if you... Yeah. Hickman is given the normally these comic writers are only given a short amount of time to tell as much story as they possibly can and others have earned slash been given their opportunity to do whatever the hell they want and Hickman's like I get to feel my oats I get to like take my time like if I want to take an issue yeah. a whole issue where Magneto and Namor go to the bottom of the ocean and grab a key then I'm going to mm-hmm. do that and I'm going to charge eight bucks to do it and it's like that's, <laughs> I know that. that's, I think that's the like, worst that's part but like when it's but when it's all collected slash if you're there for the journey then you find yourself kind of like enjoying those those moments where it's like man I got to take a whole minute just to like because of the nature of comics where it's like everything's got to happen right now like and, and right. all of it has to happen and, and, it, and it has to matter when you get that moment to just kind of like we we you can actually Look at any show on Netflix versus like serialized TV, right? Serialized TV. Here's your structure. Here's all the show. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And like each at the end of each cliffhanger, you know, you gotta have oh, like every commercial break has to have a huge cliffhanger. Whereas like in any like you know show that it doesn't matter to the sponsors, you can be like, this episode's gonna be dedicated to this one character. We're just gonna look at this, and we're just gonna right. take that minute. And and if you and and people and like we did it with the Netflix Marvel shows, where it's like, why did we spend an entire episode with Karen in the past in her dad's restaurant? This is lame. And it's like. Because it because we only have two more episodes left of the show and we didn't get a chance to do that and I want to do it and you know what if, you, mm-hmm. if right. it doesn't matter to you you can skip it like who gives a shit but like I want to tell this story and I want to explain this about Karen so that you know like more about her later so that you understand the depth of her character and it's like it, it's exploring the space and it's exploring the format and it's playing with format and it's like right listen the people who or the first ones to throw their hats over the wall or like, or try something. They're not always going to be the ones who are celebrated for doing it because like they're the first ones to have done it. Like I, I and it's not going to be like a clean, obvious process. It's going to be kind of messy or it's going to be like Claremont wrote X-Men for like 15 years. And right. people were used to that kind of storytelling for X-Men and it just by the end of it it's just like everything is happening all at once and like there's no time for anything and everything that happened was the most important thing ever and so now you're getting this other version of the x-men where it's like because the x-men haven't mattered for like however long marvel has been in a pissing contest with fox until disney acquired it (laughs) now we get this minute where it's like let's just let's just take a minute and just like, we'll do the biggest thing with X-Men because obviously anything worth their salt with the X-Men is the biggest GD thing ever. Right. But like, let's take a minute and just be like, you know who's cool? Storm. See? Hey, you know who's no, cool? No, and I, at least I, I'm liking the overall run. I actually like this run. I, it, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like my reaction when I got into Avatar. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> you don't like Avatar. Like, pissed, I remember. You're, I'm you pissing up every fan. You still don't like it. <laughs> Hold on. I, 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 no, I, in the end, did not like Avatar. Right. Okay. The Last Airbender, not the Blue Cats. Right. Because but none of us the, like Avatar. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I, I don't understand why I didn't like it. I watched that M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong one. Yeah. Uh, that so, was dope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the Avatar fan base has that very much. Like, oh, it's so intelligent. They, they really flesh things out. They do all these other things. And I don't like Avatar. Now, Dan and I discuss it, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll double back on this in a minute. We've just figured out why I think I don't like Avatar. Right. Okay. 
And it is because it, 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 I got 36 episodes into that. So I didn't. It's not like I watched <laughs> I know, one. Not, and said, I, Fuck no, this. I just remember you at the end of that being like, I'm still not down. Yeah, it's but the 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 X-Men situation, it's the fan base. The fan base is the problem with Avatar and the fan base is the problem with X-Men mm. because Hickman took over on X-Men and so many people act like like I what what here's what I like about X-Men's run. Okay, here's what I like. Here's what I do like about Hickman and X-Men's run. Yeah. Uh, I, what I'm enjoying about it is Hickman is doing something different. Right. There is there is a lot, a lot of stuff happening in Kakoa. There's a lot of factions happening. There's a lot of deep dives. There's characters that made no sense being separate now working together. Yeah. Like if Apocalypse's goal and Magneto's goal, they're similar. Why aren't they working together? Oh, now they are. Mm-hmm. He, he's taking he's making a lot of sense out of the confusing nature that is the X-Men. And I like that. I do. Yeah. But the X-Men fan base treats it like because Hickman is writing it, everything he's doing is the most intelligent thing in the world. Mm. Mm. And sometimes they're reading it going, no, he just wrote an issue about old ladies fighting Cyclops. Yeah. Like, that's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess he's just having fun with that. I mean, like, I don't understand and, what, the, what the point of those characters are. But again, like, you know, I don't, I don't expect everything to be for me or every, everything that is right. something I'm enjoying to be great. And I'm not saying yeah. you are either. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to that, I, I operate very much in a vacuum when it comes to fandoms. Like, when Avatar The Last Airbender came out, I caught that because my wife told me it was cool. And so I watched it, and I'm like, oh, I love this. And I loved it by myself in a vacuum. Gravity Falls, same deal. I bet I'd not, I bet I wouldn't like to hang out in the subreddit for Gravity Falls. But I <laughs> no. love unabashedly Gravity Falls. When I, mean, I thought that was amazing. But like, and I'm not going to judge you if you don't like it, but like, we're not going to talk about it until you've seen it, and, and I'm not going to go into that world. With X-Men, I have no idea what the public thinks about X-Men, except when they yell at me. Like, when they're like, this is boring! And I'm like, okay, you don't think it's boring, right on. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't participate in that discourse, you know? Like, I just kind of go, like, I, just, I read it. Here's what I think. That's it. But, it, well, but here's my issue, and I, don't, I, I know you like to play with Twitter a lot, Dylan, so you probably hear the same thing. <laughs> the fandom for Avatar, the fandom for X-Men, play the fandom for anything... <laughs> like it's a the game. problem I have with fandoms in general, I think these days, mm-hmm. is the general mentality is you either enjoy my fandom and you get it, yeah. or you're not smart enough to get well, it. Well, yes, right. that's the like. That's, it's it's not. Yeah. There's never a reason why it, you could be disliking. It. There's not. A, there's never a, re, a problem. You, you're not allowed to have an opinion. It's you're not smart enough oh, to understand. Welcome it. to fandoms in general. Welcome to the <laughs> internet argument about anything. Like, <laughs> I know. Literally, just, if you, you like hold an you opinion don't. and it's disappears, Rick and Morty. Rick- Chad brought that. Rick and Morty's a great example. If you don't like Rick and Morty, you're just too dumb for it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> if there's a copy fa- pasta for it, you know, like, there it is. Like, there's a Rick and Morty copy pasta. It's hilarious. Where it's just like, you, you must have a high IQ in order to understand Rick and Morty. And it's like, no. <laughs> but uh, but that's the justification for anything because that's what they value, right? It's like, I val- like most people who say, if you don't get it, you're not smart enough. Are, are, they value intelligence, or at least they think they do, or they say they do. And it's the only way to argue against someone having a different opinion from you. Because, like, it's like, I don't like, you know, it's like it's saying, I don't like the X-Men run. I think it's really pretentious and it's taking too long. And he's, he's literally decompressing two issues of story into, like, a 12-issue miniseries. And it's right. like, right on, can't argue with that. Uh, but, like, some people like that. I'm enjoying it, but I do think it's taking too long and I do think it's pretentious. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, and right on, I, like, right on, that's, I can't argue with you. Like, that's... Yes, he's doing that. Yes. Contrasting that, we have Donny Cates over there being like, "I'll murder everyone." Right. Well, what's funny like about every that one is of like, his books. People are like, "Hey, are you reading Venom?" I'm like, "I couldn't give a shit about Venom." And they're like, "No, but it's really cool." I'm like, "That doesn't." Do, mean do you know? Do you know why you don't give a shit about Venom, Sal? You're just not smart enough to understand what he's doing. <laughs> That's lit. I have heard that. I've been, like, you don't get because, null. Yeah, no, you, you don't, don't get, get null. null. Well, I do know he's coming. Uh, he's coming, Sal. He is coming. Sal, are you enjoying Donny Cates' Thor? If you aren't, then you just don't understand how his character arc on Donald Blake and why he's insane now. Yeah, no, I read some of Thor and was like, ah, I don't want this either. Um, I, the argument is always going to be you're not smart enough. Yeah. And it's just what they're really saying I is I don't like I respect your opinion or you have a big following and I don't understand why we have differences of opinion. So therefore, you're not smart enough. Like it's it's De- just a deflection technique to keep yeah. the, to keep right. it so that it's not that we have different opinions and that I can allow and tolerate your opinion to exist in the world. It's I have to diminish your opinion by making it not right because you're not smart enough to understand and it's like I'm, i want to close out i want to close out the expert discussion because dylan does have something to say oh yeah I, I, I know you do and i want to let you talk sure. i just want to close it 
the generalized discussion by basically stating like you're all idiots. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, why can't we all just enjoy what we enjoy and not enjoy what we don't enjoy? Like I don't. Right. That, I think that's my mentality. Yeah. Why we have to have like such argumentative opinions on things? Yeah, yeah. Why can't it be like, hey, I'm liking X Men. Oh man, did you see the deep dive he did on blah blah blah? Or do you like the way that he's doing this, that, and the other thing? And I go, no, but I like the way Wolverine clawed a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told you. I was like, dude, you're gonna like X Force. You're gonna go Wolverine. And you're gonna and you're gonna read X Men. Like those are your three books. I'm s- Dylan, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, I have lots of thoughts, but the the main thing I was trying to say was, um, uh, it'll come to me. Give me a second. Like no, it'll come. <laughs> it'll come. Like no, <laughs> yes. Um, the Black King is coming, the, uh, Sal. Deal with it. Is no the, the main... Black King? What's happening? Uh, he's <laughs> something. He's got seventy titles. He's the first guy. <laughs> That's what I call him. Yeah. Um, the the main thing I think uh, is the problem with like when 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 fandoms get attached to something and they start saying that it's really smart and they talk down on you if you don't like it because yep. it's too smart for you. I think that comes from comic books, especially superhero comic books, kind of being written in two camps. Uh, if you really want to generalize, where one of them is the the issue by issue, every book has a cliffhanger. Every book is like, whoa, fights, biggest yep. thing you've ever seen. And then there's the other stuff, which is a little more heady, high concept, uh, mm-hmm. where it's you know y- your Hickmans, um, your uh, Tom you're, Kings, you're sometimes Tom King. your yeah. Morrison's, um, and that's this kind of stuff where if you've been reading the first camp of comics for a while. And you find, like, a Hickman book, you find this X-Men Hickman book, and you read it, and you like it, you're like, whoa, this is the best shit I have ever read. Because suddenly you're introduced to what I think is the better side of comics, and now you're, like, personally attached to this, and if someone says it's bad, your immediate response, because you think it's really smart, is, Mm -hmm. oh, they don't get it, because I'm high intelligence and I still liked it which means exactly like, learn something yeah, yeah. If something I think challenges for, for your me, your your conventions about something and you don't like it then it's bad it's stupid right. but if it, but if you end up liking it oh it's the best thing in the world it's like right. that's not how it works no. <laughs> but I think for sure. me when it comes to my high concept comics I prefer it in the indie market I'm not saying it's bad in the superhero sure. world because it does br- it breaks open the superhero mold yeah but I think a lot of times which is why I like I have problems getting into something like mm-hmm. X-Men but then really enjoying it yeah is because you go in expecting you know yeah. Wolverine's mm-hmm. gonna claw a guy. There's gonna be a cliffhanger, and then we're gonna have somebody argue about this. You know what I mean? Like, well, he still expecting- does. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but he's maybe also Wolverine prob- was a bad example. Yeah, but he's maybe also Cyclops. having sex with Cyclops, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> the, the problem is, is, is because superhero comics, the, like, you don't see a lot of that heady stuff working because they're a lot of characters in superhero comics are fundamentally like at odds with that style of writing. Like, you take a right. character like the Hulk. And you can apply, like, heady commentary to him with a lot of work, yeah. which is what I mean, Al Ewing has Immortal been doing. Hulk, right. I was um, like, oh, Immortal Hulk yeah. has taken 35 issues to get <laughs> right. to that high-concept headspace. But, and uh, you know how many things he had to smash to get there? Yeah. And there's, like, there are characters that you can, with the right writer, come along and say, hey, we're going to play with something. Like, like my favorite comic book is, is the first volume of Matt Fraction's Invincible Iron Man. And I think the reason that's so good is because, to me, Iron Man is not a punchy, smashy, laser character. Right. He no. has always been a, a tortured drunk who has who is dealing with that and right. has been dealing with that. And he has these demons about him. And then you have this the Five Nightmares arc where he talks about his five nightmares and how all of them come true. And yeah. there is the punchy, smashy stuff. You get but, that, too. Yeah, because it's a superhero <laughs> book. You need that. But in the yeah. back of it, it's, you know, it's staying true to the character and it's elevating him to a level where you don't normally see with a different right. writer. And I think right. that's what, like, at least, like, personally, my taste, if it is just punchy smashy, like, like you know, a lot of event comics, um, mm-hmm. they're going to lose me quick. Like, I've, I've at this moment, dropped uh, Death Metal just because yeah. I think there's interesting things, but at the end of the day, it's just big multiverse well- and I just don't care. Look at Empire too. I I like death metal, but I do agree. I think it's, I think by doing so many tie-ins that are important, it's sprawling out of control. There's too much. It's like someone got an elastic ball and they're starting to shoot (laughs) off of it. Mm -hmm. Like the the core's there. I like it, 
But now we've got like five issues of the one it's, who laughs and how he transformed and like when <laughs> when when Superboy Prime coming back is a footnote in your story, you have yeah. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you needed a, a tie-in to have him come back, like right. he's not just—it's just a big deal in your book. Yeah. I I think the other problem, the ultimate problem, is that because of the nature of the internet and its effect on humanity is a larger concept problem it's that mm-hmm. we, you know we talk about microcosms we, we're our real house is comics you know but like there's a movie podcast talking about this exact same thing there's a newspaper podcast talking about this like there's a there's a there's a sports team podcast talking about this is that due to the nature of the internet and our ability to to tailor our interests from a assortment of everything into a collection of only the things that speak to me you have a fiercely in uh, you have a fiercely uh, disproportionate amount of tribalism such that you have not seen before in right. human history and as a result like it's going to leak out into every other facet of our culture because like that's how it works and so you i think that like you know some people would argue that you know, it's the comic book discourse has never been worse. And they're probably right <laughs> because people have never been more divided, tribalized, and radicalized for their own interests. Mm-hmm. I, I always go back to Star Wars. There used to be a time when people were Star Trek or Star Wars fans. Yeah. And now... I mean, Trekkies versus Star Wars. Yeah. We never had a name for Star Wars fans. It was Wars, always Star Wars tried fans. Warsies, which sucks. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I, I liked Jedi, but like, whatever. But like, so, but the idea here was like, there used to be Star Trek versus Star Wars. Two totally different concepts. One's like m- more hardline sci-fi. One is more high concept fantasy. One's more about like feelings. The other one's more about logic. Fine. Star Wars, once the once the remasters came in, people were like, oh, I prefer this this to this. The prequels came in. Oh, now I'm a prequels fan versus a non-prequels mm-hmm. fan. Then the sequels came in. Then the expanded universe. And then it, it be, and, and each thing that it got introduced, it's not, it, it, there used to be novels and movies and cartoon shows for Star Wars pre-internet or pre-ubiquitous internet. Right. And it wasn't nearly as fiercely tribalist as it is now. And it's because of the internet and it's, influence on culture that people have now become fiercely protective of not their fandoms their worldview which is defined by their interests which you know prop up this bubble they've created around themselves so like i mean yeah like you can't like you and me liking something in this day and age isn't the same no because you like it for this like right x-men I like it because it's changing the idea of X-Men and spinning it on its head. But you like it because it's a sprawling Hickman storyline right. that's going to be coming together in 50 issues. Yeah. Like, like, oh, that makes us different. That means that my version of X-Men isn't as good as your right. version well, of X-Men. That's, right. what, that's what people would say. And it's like, no. Like, what you need to understand is that, like, you have been... And, and more or less, like, anyone who... Most people who have that argument who are like, your opinion's bad and you should feel bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like listen. I say that to Dylan every morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what I wake up to, yeah. <laughs> unprompted. But it's like it, it's like no man, you through no fault of your own have been manipulated by a system that was like created by robots and bullshit to make you think you care more about these things mm-hmm. than you probably should. And I'm not saying yeah. like comics are your life and that sucks. And it's I'm, I'm saying like. Tribalism oh, I love is comics. It is my life. Yeah, they, same. Yes, but like uh, tribalism is dangerous, and it and it and it's and it's toxic, and it makes you like sick. And you know, if you have that kind of like, I remember hearing disparate opinions about stuff when I was a kid, and being like shocked and confused because I was a kid and I didn't hear any other worldview, and I haven't felt like that. Like when I got older, I stopped feeling that way, but I notice that like the more insulated and internet like connected I became, the more I started to recede back into that. And it took like Mm. effort and work to break that, to be like, no, like you can have a strong opinion and it doesn't mean you're an idiot and it doesn't mean that you're wrong. And like, 
sharing that opinion. I mean, that's the nature of our channel is like sharing strongly held opinions. And I've been hearing yeah. every day for seven years what an idiot I am for right. having these oh, opinions. Yeah. And now uninformed I started doing I the, my opinion. I've started doing my opinion pieces yes. on a weekly basis now as opposed to the occasional. Yeah. And I, I every every episode, every episode, wow, no other comic book channel is <laughs> as negative as you. <laughs> Boom. Even when I even when I open it with like, man, I love this book, but here's my mm -hmm. problems. They don't you are hear the that. most negative comic book channel in the world. And my normal response is, you really should try and find more channels. Yeah, watch comic <laughs> pop. You will freak out. <laughs> we we were once called dangerous by some by some jackass who was like, no no no. See, because you have a different opinion. Sal's than me, got an agenda. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing is that no one's like Sal's an agenda. He's trying to da -da. no. They're like you have you are so wrong wrong in your opinion because you are so unintelligent you are so uninformed that because you have a platform you are disseminating wrong oh, information man. out there and because of like the nature of your show like looking polished and stuff people are going to mistake that for accuracy and for like for, for, for like true no but that's dangerous because you're going to infect <laughs> the world with your with your opinion which is wrong Ooh. by the way and it's like dude Flashpool's got to get it in. Make that a shirt. Comic Pop is dangerous. I know. We've been working on that. I, I, we're trying to figure it out. I think it might be a sticker. Like the most dangerous yeah. comic book channel out there. <laughs> so I need to wrap up my portion. You guys can keep yes. going afterwards no, if, no, you guys, no. if you guys want to keep talking. But I, I have a dodge point to get to. Oh, yeah. We got to so go. I, I'm sorry. Excelsior yeah. got it copyrighted. What the hell? <laughs> Other Did you know about that, that Dylan? Uh, no, but that's wacky. <laughs> yeah, it got copyrighted by POW Entertainment. Ugh. Oh, Stanley's what? Thing. Oh. So Marvel's like, Yikes. we can't use that anymore. That sucks. <laughs> it's That's a really scummy. That's Piss really off. scummy. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I did what I did with real quick. Uh, I will be live in about an hour and a half-ish after my doctor's appointment. We're going to be doing the entire Destiny storyline. Me, Coda, and Saad from our chat here. We're going to be doing the whole storyline tonight if the servers come up. They've been down all day, so it's kind of been funky and weird. Um, I wanted to put that out there. Also, don't forget, you can check out Dylan over at Orbs Comics. I'm going to tell you guys why I don't like Orbs Avatar in a corner. second. But, uh, yep. Because I, it's funny because now I say the right way that you say, yeah. anyway. You, I changed my channel name to the one that you always said wrong, and now you say <laughs> the one that I changed it from. Um, and if you guys like Dylan's opinion, I know I didn't get to say very much today. This was sorry. a very rant episode for me and Sal for yeah, some sorry, reason. Okay. I don't know why. To be fair, uh, well, to be fair, I came in on like I wasn't supposed to be on this episode, and the topics were already picked. So like, yeah, but we didn't use any of them. <laughs> sure, but like you know, we still talked about stuff about comics and stuff that I hadn't read. Like we talked a lot about Ten of Swords, and I yeah. Well, may maybe that. we'll have you back next Tuesday or the Tuesday after that, depending on when your break ends. But sure. we'll have you back on. We'll be, we'll do a makeup episode that. for you. Yeah, but if we, we can talk take us about out over Spider Woman the whole time, I would love to get on a soapbox about the horrible new Spider Woman book. Okay, that's oh, gonna yeah. be next week. You're gonna get the soapbox about that. Cool. But I do want to say real quick, the reasoning, and here's the thought process we think as to why I don't like Avatar. Because I was talking to Dan, and I was like, look, I, it's a baby show for babies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, the storylines are childish. Everything that happens is very tropey. It all feels uh, like it all feels like it was structured around the mentality of a 12 to 13 year old. The plot lines and it's plot lines I've seen a dozen times before. Mm. Nothing feels original. Nothing feels uh, fun. The characters themselves are character tropes that I've seen a dozen times. The fight sequences I've seen done better and other stuff. And that and that the phrasing there is what we figured out. So many things have taken the concepts of Avatar. I've experienced all of this, just not from Avatar. Right. So, so, mm. so experiencing everything else and then going back to Avatar, Avatar just looks like a show ripping off all these other shows yeah. that ripped off Avatar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. yeah. Yeah. It's like, interesting. You get all these things and you're like, well, this is all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I watched Akira um, uh, for the first time a few years ago, and <laughs> right. I was like, "This is fine." And everyone I watched it with was like, "What? It's the best thing in the world!" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like, I get that it did a lot. I've seen it a lot though. Like, I've stuff seen all this past that, but yeah. like, I didn't see it when it came out. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> but, right. And that's just it. And I think that, I think that, because Dan and I were talking about it, he goes, think about because I, guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I consume a lot of media. <laughs> uh, fun side note, at the very opening of Watch Dogs Legion, I said, here's what I think the plot is. And I was 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the ending and I'm like, holy shit, how did I call that? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you watch a lot of stuff. Like, if mm-hmm. I, I consume a lot of media, like yeah. a lot. And so the problem with that is so much stuff has taken has been taken from Avatar to put into follow up shows, other animes, other live action right. that a lot of a lot of a lot of Avatar felt tropey to me. Interesting. But that's because the tropes came out of Avatar, right? <laughs> right. Or Avatar actually did them successfully, and and then like you right. see later, like it, yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny when you see something that like begets something else, and you're like, oh, that's not a, that, that's kind of like it's a, it's why a lot of people like nowadays don't have as much affinity for Dark Knight Returns because it's like. Oh look, it's a grim and gritty Batman who's like a, a, a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, that's him that for the last thirty times. years. Right. Same thing with Killing Joke. People are like, "Oh, the Killing Joke? That's not dark and gritty." What? It's like, yeah, you should have been reading. Ba- you should have been reading Batman comics eighty seven. Like it was crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. or read it when you're twelve. You know what I mean? Where you're like, "Oh my god, that's not Batman!" Well, like, like that. <laughs> You yeah. know what a great example? Even the concepts of Kingdom Come. Everyone loves Kingdom Come. Yes. But Injustice has now basically taken that concept and sprawled it way the hell out into a different direction. Yeah. So now it's like, well, you know, Kingdom Come's just a clone of Injustice. I mean, if I would slap that person, but you know what I'm saying. Like, that's <laughs> where... Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dylan got freaking timed out in the chat. I keep because I'm trying to post my channel link correctly. People keep saying it doesn't work, so I'm trying to find the right one. And they're, they're like, like no, they're like that's enough, Orem. Stop. <laughs> no, like, stop self-promoting. <laughs> all right, all right. So anyway, I gotta let you close out the show because I've got to run. Yes. I got twelve minutes to make it, fifteen minutes on the road. All right, man. <laughs> you know, it'll, it's gonna screw up the, th- the, the the picture. So I'm just gonna let's just wrap up. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Absolute Comics. Check yep. us out. And co- Check out the Comic Story Gaming Channel about an hour for Destiny Two with me, Saw and Coda. Check out Tiffany right now over at Comic Pop. Yeah, got Twitch you, TV. Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop. Yep, twitch.tv slash comic pop. And don't forget, Thursday we'll be back with another comics experiment, another D&D show. Everything will be back to normal on Thursday. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. If you want to continue supporting Absolute Comics, please consider subscribing right here on Twitch. Please consider going to the Patreon, patreon.com slash comic pop and comic storian. And overall, just thank you guys so much for being here and watching the show. I apologize that we're cutting this in a very short window, but I have to run to the doctor. Don't panic. Nothing, just yearly physical. No big deal. <laughs> it's all good. I'm an old man. We got to get those now. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks, guys.